Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I am an automotive columnist for Bay Area News Group, and I publish since 2004 now uh, theweeklydriver.com, an independent automotive website with car reviews and trends and so on and so forth. My co-host and the smart guy among the two of us is Bruce Aldrich, and today we have on uh, Julie Blackley. I think Julie is our first guest in 111 episodes to be on three times. So thank wow. you, thank you for that, um, Julie. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks as always. Quite the introduction. Glad yeah. to be here again. <laughs> great, great. Uh, in the time that I got your first uh, new release, and the time that it's mm-hmm. gone since I've been able to contact you, we got a second uh, release, and you have a lot of good stuff going at I, uh, iccars.com. The first one intrigued me, and I'd like to know a whole bunch about that. It's the colors of cars and the best buys that are available uh, in different colors of cars, from beige to orange and all in between. So could you give us a good overview of what that study was all about and what uh, precipitated it? Sure. So what we wanted to do was to look at the cars that are significantly discounted. So how we measured that, we looked at cars that with deals of over 10%, and we looked at which colors are most likely to provide these deals. So we did an overall list across all body types, and we also analyzed by body type as well. So give us the high and the low. What, what surprised you or what didn't surprise you? Yep. So a, f- a few things stuck out. Um, so for the colors that provide the most deals, beige was the first, which isn't that surprising because you don't see too many beige cars. And when you do, they're typically sedans, which aren't as popular these days. Gold was second, which is along the same lines. And then after that were silver and black, which are more common colors, obviously. So it goes to show that you know, the colors that provide the most deals are less common colors or more common colors because there are so many of them in the used car marketplace. But why in the heck would orange at the bottom be the bottom of, or actually, it's the, the least deal, right? The least, the, the worst, mm-hmm. the worst. People want the- that. Right. Yeah. So ever since we've done, ever since we've done this study, I've had a heightened awareness for the colored cars on the road, and I have been noticing a lot of orange cars, so specifically pickup trucks, Jeeps, um, and there aren't that many of them produced. They're usually the lowest volume of the car colors produced, and I think that they attract kind of a niche following. So, mind you, these are used cars, so um, I think there are a pop- there is a population of people who want orange cars, so it's a combination of there being a low supply and there is enough of a demand for them that, you know, keep them from being significantly discounted. I think of the colors as the practical guys would get beige, beige brown, silver, brown, uh, but, you know, maybe the, the less practical people have the bright colors. Right. And also it depends on vehicle segments. So obviously for flash, for sports cars, the more flashy car, car colors tend to be popular. Whereas with SUVs, you see more, you know, blacks and silvers and even red isn't that 
common among SUVs as well. I have a beige car. My, my <laughs> I got it from my my father. Actually, bought it. It's an old mm-hmm. fifty nine Bug, and it's beige. And he right. specifically wanted right. it because it right. d- doesn't show the dirt. And uh, right. So, Mister Practical, that's why he has it. <laughs> they are nice looking. Yep. Sure, they are. You see a lot of beige Lincolns out there. A lot of off whites. I mean, and there's even you know, um, spectrum of beige. So some beige is close to white, some are, you know, an odd tan color, but I think overall it's not a bad looking. They stay, they stay clean. That, that's, that's right. The good thing. Exactly. That's, that's the important thing. Julie, I'm going to tease you a little bit because I'm in the same sure. ballpark you are. Is there, is there a difference between an orange and an orange car? Cause I'm from New Jersey and you said orange and I said orange, but I get teased a lot by saying it that way because we all know that if you're from this part of the world, you'd say orange. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, yeah I guess yeah. that is a. I, so I'm from the Northeast, and sometimes yeah. people think I'm Canadian. So. Yes, you said orange. <laughs> uh, good for you. You're we're 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 in we're in a sync here with the orange color. Excellent. Yeah, I noticed in recent years a lot of orange or orange um, Honda elements. I've seen quite a few of those. Mm-hmm. I have a we have a friend, mutual friend, Bruce, and I do who has one. He calls it, of course, the pumpkin car. Uh, which I'm sure a lot of people do. Uh, in, in, your right. ex- in your experience um, mm-hmm. as an analyst uh, for iccars.com, great site, by the way. you got a, just a, a wealth of information on it. Um, have you had any interactions with the public at, with some unusual reasons or reasons that you wouldn't, that wouldn't readily come to mind of why they might buy an orange car or a beige car or a green or a blue or a gray car? So I, my... This is just my, what, what I think, I haven't really heard from consumers, but I think since we're looking specifically at used cars here, I think the typical used car buyer, they know what model they want, usually what year or range of years, and yes. they just see, you know, which one has the best deal near them. And, you know, that dictates their color choice, but I'm sure there are also other consumers like my husband for example did not want a white car so um even though my other car is white thank you (laughs) (laughs) i like white i I used to have a white car i think white's classy and it's one of the more popular car colors but some people don't want white cars for some reason yeah i like green cars and you don't see very many green maybe there's a few more these days but i've always liked that that rich green Mm -hmm. color on a car like some of the old sports cars have that good color Mm mm-hmm um, and I saw Bruce and I saw, well, Bruce only saw a picture, but I saw it in person and we saw a, um, we interviewed a guy a while back who had a two tone light green, dark green, 1956 Bentley. And it was just, oh goodness, the colors were fantastic on it. And, and the guy had a bunch of other cars. So it was, it was an interesting podcast episode as well. Um, along the lines of, uh, cars, are there, I didn't, I don't have the list in front of me, but I think Bruce does sure. with orange at the bottom and beige at the mm-hmm. top. Is there mm-hmm. a color in there? Purple, I'm green, uh, chartreuse. What yep. other colors are in there that, that are a little bit out of the ordinary? Right. So pink's on there. So you think of the Mary Kay Cadillac. You guess, bet. You know, they had, they had enough of a sample size for us. And you do see pink Jeeps out there. They're not yes. that common. But that ranked pr- pretty much in the middle of the pack, close to average. Uh, teal is on there, which is below average. So yes. I guess cars are in demand. Um, purple was the second to last car 
before orange for not offering deals. Wow, interesting. I, uh, <laughs> I'm such a color guy. I, I, I'm really into it here. I don't. I know black and white and red or something, but I had to look teal up, and uh, teal is uh, blue green for those you don't know. And they also mentioned uh, what was it? Turquoise is another name for mm-hmm. teal, and also cayenne. Right. Cayenne, yeah. So, I did not know that. Yeah, so there's, I'm sure when you when somebody goes to classify what gold right. is, for example. You know, mm-hmm. gold uh, runs into yellows, runs into silvers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, exactly. and and these are used cars, as you mentioned. But in recent right. years, as a car reviewer, I always laugh because you get a car, and and my wife or Bruce or another friend will say, "What color is that car?" And you might just say red, but it's never just red. It's oh, caliente, uh, metallic, a fire <laughs> red. You know, there's no one, exactly. there's not one word names any, uh, one word colors anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, ice pick right. white, you know, okay, great. <laughs> um, so how long has this study been around and have there been some changes from uh, the study that was done this year compared to uh, recent years? Yeah, so this is only the second color-related study we did. So a few years ago, I believe it was three years ago, we did one on car colors and value retention. So yes. kind of the opposite of this list. And the results were similar. But this is new. Uh, this is a kind of a new spin that we took on gotcha. that data. I think it's interesting too. Depending on the model or, or, or the category of car, the colors mm-hmm. change, like SUVs versus mm-hmm. sedans. Exactly. Like white can be a good good color for uh, mm-hmm. discount, like in light trucks. I think it was. But mm-hmm. in, in, in yep. other categories, white is is something it's sought after, so it, you know, not as big a deal. Exactly. So specifically for pickups, white is by far the most popular color. So a lot of, you know, work-related trucks are white, so they can have signage on them. So there's a lot of them in the used car marketplace. So that's why white cars have the most deals for the pickup truck segment. In in a few weeks uh, is the first major car show of the of the season even though it's in november um the la auto show and again these are new cars but in the in the four or five years that i've been attending and bruce has been attending the trends seem to change pretty quickly uh with all of a sudden they're going to uh, a a matted finish and then the next year there'll be a bright Mm -hmm. finish and so in your studies in the in the two studies you've done on this have have you noticed that cars maybe between 90 and 95 changed between 95 and 2000 or something like that? Have you noticed any differences there? Um, so we only ran this study, um, like I said, a, a few years ago. And yes. it's been only only within the five-year range or so. Yes. I'm sure if we went back further, there'd be, you know, a lot. Yellow was more popular and um, you didn't see, you saw more kind of, less offbeat colors back then as opposed to now. But one thing we did notice in our research was that Tesla has discontinued some colors. Oh, okay. Um, So green and brown specifically. Um, We thought that was interesting. And red, they added a premium to. So red, buying a red Tesla will cost you more so when you're buying them new than any other color because it's the most expensive to produce. I'm biting my tongue when it comes to Tesla. I could say a bunch, but I'm, I'm not going to say it. But I under, you answered the question. So in, in that respect, thanks, thanks very much. 
I saw some of the year you have a chart with the most uh, common uh, popular mm -hmm. vehicles. So you have yep. like a Toyota Tacoma in white, 55% mm -hmm. discount. Is that the way? Am I reading it right? So what we did, um, the 55% is compared to the average discounts for the vehicle. So for the Toyota Tacoma, a white car is 55% more likely than any other color to be deeply discounted by 10%. There you go. Wow. Okay. And then so like here, a Honda Civic in brown, 46% mm -hmm. more likely right. to be discounted. Right. Which if you think about it, you don't see too many brown Honda never have. I never have. I never have. You're right. Right. <laughs> Uh, Julie, in other surveys, when we've discussed um, what you guys do uh, at iccars.com, um, have you had much feedback on, on, on that survey, either from dealership side or the public or friends and family? What, what other kind of feedback have you, have you received in this particular study? Um, so the color study, we've, just, we've gotten some emails from the public just thanking us and asking more questions. Yes. Um, we get a lot of, you know, um, we do get some comments on our, our, on our posts themselves, but typically um, this study, not too much feedback from the public, but we know a lot of people read it, so That's good. <laughs> hopefully it's helping people with their car purchase decisions. Before we go on to the next survey, which would be interesting, sure. tell us again mm -hmm. to reiterate what, IC Cars is all about. ICcars.com, yep. I should say. Yep. Right. So ICcars.com, we are an automotive research firm and car search engine. So specifically for used cars, we have new cars too, but um, the majority of people use us for used cars. And we, we have a, a lot of search filters that people find helpful. We have over 50 search filters. Um, so we've just created the search engine with the user in mind, and we get a lot of great feedback on it. And we have apps that also help the used car search. One of them is a VIN checker, which is very popular. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> a friend of ours, unrelated to what, thank you for, for sharing that. A friend of mine uh, just this morning told me about um, purchasing a used car uh, with his wife, uh, a hybrid car, and the major hybrid car that's around and, you know, negotiated the deal and had it all signed and, and figured and it was paying cash for the vehicle and everything was all set for an appointment and they, and they got there and almost three hours later they left when all the um, negotiations had kind of gone south, even though there was a paper trail of it. And it, his story just reminded me of, you know, the, the reputation of used car dealers when my buddy was telling right. me the story was just, that's why they have that lousy reputation because it just was, mm -hmm. it wasn't negotiated uh, with honor from the car dealership. Mm -hmm. So anyway, right. I just, it's just a little anecdote uh, <laughs> passing it along, but um, right. what kind of, what kind of, uh, if you don't mind sharing, can you share some of sure. the, the popularity of the site? What kind of numbers, um, what kind of reach you have? Um, I know we're, we're in the millions and we're steadily growing. Mm -hmm. um, we have, um, I don't have the app downloads in front of me, but right. those are growing as well. But um, yeah, we're getting bigger. We're consistently growing and that's really all we can ask for. Sure. And it's IC cars as in the letter I yep. and then S E E yep. cars. 
we've discussed what a brilliant name that that is, you know, in terms of the URL. I think it was one of your colleagues came up with. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, that's it's a great one. It's a great one. You can't you can't forget it. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, so so moving on, Julie. It's the timing was great mm-hmm. because I got um, I don't know if Bruce did, but I got an email with the the next survey that you've done and mm-hmm. and give us an overview of that. Sure. So switching gears here, we today hot off the press we released our latest study about the cars that best hold their value. So we looked at five year depreciation to see which cars had the highest and lowest depreciation. Everybody wants to know that, I think. (laughs) Exactly. And we chose five years because that's around the time where a lot of people trade their cars in. So Mm -hmm. we also have a three-year depreciation study, which we look at more for, you know, buying a used car, what the best bargains are out there. But this study looks at depreciation from the five-year mark to um, help consumers know, you know, about resale value and what kind of deals they can get if they're looking for a five-year-old used car. So I haven't seen the results of that, but I'm going to take a wild guess that maybe a Honda Civic or a Toyota Corolla or something along those lines has um, the the least depreciation and, and the best I'm resale value. A, a Chevy Equinox. Oh, oh, Bruce looked at it. So a Chevy <laughs> Chevy <laughs> Equinox. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> Go ahead, Julie. Enlighten us. What what are some of the the, the cars with the with the best depreciation, or the low? Yep, I guess the lowest done, depreciation, I suppose. Yep, the lower yeah. on the lowest end. And, yes. and we've done this study for a few years, and the top two are always constant. So that's the Jeep Wrangler Unlimited and the Jeep Wrangler R1 and 2, followed by Toyota trucks and SUVs. Wow. Um, some standouts on the list is the Porsche 911, hmm. which holds its value really well, and the Nissan GTR. Um, yeah, so it's a mix of those two sports cars and trucks and SUVs. Well, I would the never... Nissan GTR is holding its value. I didn't know that. Wow. Right? That, that shocked us, too. But, um, yeah, it's mainly because it's a low-production vehicle, so sure. there aren't that many of them. Mm-hmm. And... Their prices have also gone up incrementally. So um, it's like an insider's people, car. People on the know exactly. know what it is. Everyone else doesn't. And and what cars right. are the, what cars are the bottom feeders, so to speak? Yes. So on the other end of the list, we have basically luxury cars. So the top depreciating one was the Maserati Maserati Quattroporte. That always wins. Seven, always wins. Seventy two. of its value. Gosh. And we we calculated that if you were to buy a five-year-old version, you would save $95,000 over MSRP. (laughs) Wow. That's good. Yeah. It's incredible. That was staggering. That was staggering. You have to maintain it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably. In a survey like that, it's, it's a little bit more... Gee, how do I say this? It's a little bit more straightforward, and, and the people can see the real numbers a little bit mm-hmm. easier in my mind than the first survey that we talked about. So, if you have right. a, if you have Maserati and, and with those drastic numbers, do you ever have an experience where someone from Maserati will call and say, "You know, what the heck are you guys doing? You're killing us!" And 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 then you could say the numbers don't lie, I suppose. Yeah, not for this study, but we have had we did a study on 
the cars that are most involved in fatal accidents. And that was my, my first experience with some angry manufacturer email. Okay. <laughs> but for this study, we, we don't, we don't, we haven't knock on wood received any, but, um, in addition to the luxury cars like the Maserati, electric cars also lose a lot of their value. So the mm-hmm. Nissan Leaf was third, the Ford Fusion Energy was seventh, and the Chevy Volt was tenth. I did see a report, it's been a few years now, of the mm-hmm. top five or top ten reasons why people buy cars. And I know that mm-hmm. the depreciation, people always ask about depreciation, and I think right. that that was maybe number two. Or number even number one uh, reason gas mileage might have been one or two or three. So depreciation, gas mileage, uh, repair, uh, warranty. Maybe those are one, two, three, or three, two, one. Um, so looks number one. looks looks number one. I don't care what it costs. I, I want the Quattro Porto. I don't care how much money I'm losing. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, right. Uh, can you give us a paraphrase of what that um, disparaging comment was, or comments from uh, the um, fatal cars? Without, you know, revealing too much if you can't. Um, yeah, just, just see, there were two, um, yeah, I don't want to call out the manufacturer, sure, but sure. they, they thought that, you know, um, our language, like saying that they were the most, we had something in there about the cars being dangerous. But we also had a lot of disclaimers about saying that, you know, safe driving is your best defense against fatal accidents. So we we couched it, and we didn't blame the vehicle. We blamed the drivers, but, I mean, that wasn't enough. So... But did, they didn't look at your study and say anecdotal evidence, not enough sample size, or they didn't attack that? No. Well, that's good. No, because we, we took it from... A lot of the fatality data from the IIHS. Yes, so, yeah, they could they, they posted something similar, so I'm sure they had issue with that too. But suffice it to say uh, that you guys, uh, you know, didn't have to do anything drastic like retract a study. It was it was accurate. No. It was accurate, and, and yeah, exactly. Shame we on them. We always stand by our data. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, Julie, thanks for um, filling us in. It's always. Um, Interesting. I'm I'm a stat guy. I'm pretty sure Bruce is a stat guy. And um, there used to be baseball averages when I was a young fellow, but that's a long time ago, and it doesn't make any sense (laughs) now. But you you can just look it up on the internet. But but back in the day, statistics were were I always loved them, and and you guys just provide some really unusual uh, facts and figures and analysis, and it's just great. So we want to thank Julie Blackleaf from iccars.com. She is. The Combinations Communications Director and Analyst. And so thanks again. Everybody visit iccars.com. You'll see some numbers and facts and figures that maybe you haven't seen before. So it's, it's always a fun, fun read. Thank you. A lot you. of good cars for sale there. A lot of good cars for sale, a lot too. Of good so. pictures. Thank you, Julie, very much. Thank you for having me once again. I'm glad you're not sick of me. No, no, oh. not, not in the least. You're, <laughs> you're the best. Thanks. Have a <laughs> Thank good rest so of the day. Much. Okay. Cheers. Bye bye now. Take care. Bye.